0: Hello and welcome to another Through the Leadership Lens, a podcast presented by Women in Propane. I am Freddie Riddler. And I'm Bridget
1: Kidd. And today we are so excited that Nancy Coop, very familiar name for people in the propane industry, uh, but for anyone who may not know, currently Director of Marketing at CTAIN. Uh, we are very excited to have you here. I think that is your... Uh, I would say your current title, but I think, Nancy, you have held many titles in this industry, many roles in this industry, and, and I would say a, a leader and a mentor to people who maybe you don't even know yet. Um, so we're excited to have you here. We're excited to hear about your career path and your leadership path. Um, and I'm wondering if you could kick this off by just talking to us a little bit about what leadership means to you. Uh,
2: I'm so excited to be here too, and this is um, this is a great topic. I just as you were speaking, I was realizing about how when the women in propane started, it was I felt like I knew everyone in the in the organization, and so. But then it became so many people were attracted to it, and then I realized, oh, this is how this is how this is going to grow and the success of it, and to realize right now I'm talking to people I've never met but I'm so glad to meet you in this fashion. And I think that um, a podcast is a great way to, to get a message out to lots of people. And um, you guys are the best for doing this. I'm just excited that you, you make it easy. I've actually done a podcast before with Freddie and um, that was my first. So now I'm an old hand at this, but I'm I'm excited to have this time with you guys to, this morning. Um, I think that... You know, I think leadership, as as I think about it, is is actually a pretty simple concept. Um, that doesn't mean that I think it's simple, <laughs> but I think that it's a simple concept. That it it what it really means. You know, if you were to define it, is that it's it's um, it's about guiding or influencing an individual or a team, a group, an association. A whole company, a whole industry. It's about guiding them to to do what what needs to be done or what what is decided to be done, and um, so in that process, leadership can take so many different forms. And um, what I've found through really in this industry, this is where I, I think I've I've learned the most about leadership is. Um, that so many people have the capacity to be leaders and tapping into that is where this guiding and influencing and the project itself or the, the new organization or whatever it is that you're doing really comes to life is when you get as much participation as possible. That's when I think that it really, um, when leadership makes a difference, when you can have somebody who's inclusive. And, um, and wants to not only, um, focus on personal development for themselves, but for everyone involved. And that's where that's, that's really how and why women of propane was started, but that's what I've really learned in this, in this, uh, industry. So. I probably started my first ideas about leadership as a mother and um, probably overprepared my children to, uh, you know, probably a, a, not a good point, <laughs> but they turned out great. So I'm right. okay with that. <laughs> yeah. We've but- talked about
1: that on a couple of the podcasts, the parallels between parenting, leadership in parenting and in your home and in your community and leadership in a more professional environment. And I think, you know, certainly in my experience, um, you know, sometimes you have to make tough choices um, and and take risks. And, you know, leadership can sometimes mean vulnerability in certain situations, just like motherhood and fatherhood, right? Um, and so it's interesting that you can draw on those parallels from your personal experience into your professional experience as well. Do you have any, um, Nancy, throughout your career or even, you know, your... Just professional and personal development. Uh, people who have really positively impacted you um, and mentored you and your path to becoming the leader you are.
2: Yes, I do. And um, I, I, knowing that we were going to talk about leadership, I gave it a lot of thought, and I was thinking, um, and I went back through my career, which is sort of a checkered career. It's not, you know, it, I didn't, I didn't start off in propane. Um, So I, but I've been in propane now for 17 years. And um, as I say, I think that's where I've learned the most about leadership. And it's not because I had great, and throughout my checkered career, (laughs) which didn't didn't really, it's taken the most uh, form in the propane industry. But prior to that, I was in the printing industry. I did graphics. I was doing all different types of things. And um, I really didn't have great leaders in the workplace. That's just not where, where I found them. And even in the propane industry, that didn't happen until three years ago when I joined Cetane Associates. And now I do have a great leader who is uh, Steve Abadi, who is the head of our company. Um, but when we started Women in Propane, that's when I started to really become familiar with more of the leaders in our in our industry, and that's something. It turns out that I'm pretty good at is finding people for the right slots. So I went right to the top of who is who did I see as the best, and it was um, Jill Hopkins, who was the um, she was the chair of the Western Propane Gas Association. Did a masterful job at that. Took them through some d- difficult times. And I thought if she could be a chair of the Women of Propane, I know we can make this thing go. Uh, Jane Stroop was another leader who was just phenomenal. She was at Amerigas and she was um, uh, one of my colleagues at c told me she was the best boss of his life and talked about it in terms of how she really focused on developing her people, making sure that there was, um, a succession plan, making sure that people were prepared, uh, but not over-prepared. It gave them plenty of room to, to be who they needed to be. Um, I learned a lot by, uh, once I came into the industry, I had to learn my business first, and that was a bobtail business at the time that my father had started. And then I needed to, I was being invited to, to come into association work. And NPGA was, uh, was definitely where I wanted to be. We were members of the association, but I, I just felt like I had to learn my business first. And then when I got there, I started to volunteer. And then I started to see more of the leaders in our industry. Um, but sadly, that was also where I recognized, as, as I joined the board of directors, there weren't many women and that's where um well so that's not so sad that led to something great <laughs> so
0: i love how and i'm going to go back to a word you said i like to listen to people talk and there's always that word that just sticks with me and you said participation last year i had no idea who you, who i mean i knew who you were but i really never got the chance to actually introduce myself and have a conversation with you And right off the bat, I knew that you would be a good mentor for me. I really did because I needed to grow outside of this business. I wanted to get more involved in the MPGA level. And you introduced me to Women in Propane. And you were my leader and you were getting participation. So not only were you doing something great, but you were getting people to follow you. And I think that's a very important piece of leadership is you have a great idea. You have a great vision, but you have to have someone... To, to, to come with you, to trust you, um, to give the opportunity for them to grow with you. And that mentorship program that Women in Propane put, puts on, could you talk a little bit about that mentorship program?
2: Yes, and thank you, Freddie. I, I see you as a leader, and that's why it works <laughs> to help you see you be a leader. And then that's, um, and your participation has been amazing. So uh, the, the mentorship program, I didn't, I, I do need to name one other um, person who is Sam McTear, who is, uh, was a great leader in our industry. And uh, when I came in, he actually knew my father. And so he took me under his wing a little bit. And uh, he used to mix it up with my dad at the TS, TNS meetings and all these things. And he, he could see that uh, there was a, a place in this industry, um, although my parents were no longer in it, that where I could I could step in and and, and um, hopefully add something, contribute to it. So he mentored me. He got me to stay in the industry. I was thinking I would be a full-time grandmother. And he said, nope, propane's where you belong. <laughs> So anyway, it was, uh, he was right. I was able to be the grandmother and and do this. And I appreciate that. The mentoring program was something, this came about because our very first Women in Propane meeting in 2012, which was in Atlanta, probably 60 to 70 people showed up and we did a round table session. What do you want this new organization to be? The number one number one message we got was we want a mentorship program. We want to learn from others. We want to learn from people who have already done it. And that's the whole idea. There's not a lot of structure to it. A mentee can select from areas of interest that he or she has from the the, uh, platform that we have, the knowledge exchange. And once they find that person and match up, Then they decide when are they gonna meet? How often will they meet? Um, Most people are meeting one hour every two weeks or one hour, that type of thing. And in that hour, the mentee, the one who's being mentored, is the one who guides this. They decide what do they want to learn about. I know both sides of this. I was actually a mentee. I didn't know much about social media. And um turns out there's a lot of people who do know about it. <laughs> and I found a mentor who was fabulous. She um she worked with Warm Thoughts Communications and she said, I'm going to help you. And I was a de- I was a social media denier and now I'm not at all. I really support it and and, and really like it and I realize the value of it then i became a mentor, and i've also been a mentor and helped somebody who needed help with communication and she was managing three different um, three different retail outlets for her company and was giving a different message to each one so she told me what we were going to talk about yeah and then it was it became it became po- pointed pointed and also it became meaningful to her. And she started giving the same message to everyone.
1: That's great. We talk, I mean, obviously at PERC and at NPGA and all of the state associations, you rely so heavily on volunteer leaders, right? And and volunteers who maybe aren't leaders, but it's a big commitment on behalf of an individual to participate Um, and uh, for a company to have an individual participate in these professional organizations. Can you just share a little bit about maybe what you have done with volunteering? Obviously, you're incredibly engaged at Western and MPGA, but how that has benefited your career and your company, maybe to encourage other companies and individuals to to take that time and dedicate it to the raising of the industry, even if it's not just specifically about your company?
2: Oh, Yes. Thank you for that question. I think that um, you know Freddie has already told us about it as a, as a model, he wanted to get involved and I wanted to get involved and there's so many people who have done that. I really am impressed when, um, when the owner of a company or the president of the company, whoever that person may be in the company decides that there are people around Him or her who are absolutely showing signs of leadership and and that that's the time I say pick those people out and send them to their state association meeting. Pick them out and send them to their to the MPGA meeting. Say let them know that they can attend the PERC meetings. Let them know that they are um uh there are programs and trainings and different things that are available to them that can help them personally develop. But just by being at a board meeting of N- at MPGA, which is by the way, um, coming up soon and um, I will be there. Freddie will be there. Bridget. I don't know if you'll be there, but it's, it's, awesome. yeah. it's the kind of thing where really it's, it's, it's like looking behind the curtain. How is everything done? How does it get done? How do, how do, um, how do the conventions happen? Mm -hmm. How does, how does the regulatory, how is that, how can we be sure that that happens in the correct way? Mm -hmm. How is safety maintained? How is, how does our industry really work? And um, if you go to these meetings, you see how it works. People attend them. Uh, quite routinely and they they give up their work time to be there because be, for the importance of the of the entire industry to make sure that we are a professionally managed and governed or um, industry
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. And, Yeah, there's a a lot of research that
1: I have this is something I've always been really interested in is why people volunteer for professional associations. And there's there's an incredible amount of research, which is a little bit odd. Um, And one of the major reasons is to be able to influence. Right. And to be able to positively influence the industry um, that you work in and you spend your time, because in addition to spending your professional time in your workday, oftentimes you're spending time away from your family and away from your community. But it is a really, I just find it to be such a great way for people to positively influence, to learn about their own industry and to make sure that there's a future for that industry. And, you know, I think women in propane is doing that in a lot of ways in in ensuring there's a future, a, a positive future. But I think you personally have done so much and, you know, I'm just wondering if you can tell us in that time and looking forward to this future of this industry, kind of how have you changed and how has your leadership style changed? Um, maybe as you began to learn more and and maybe see things differently than you did when you and Sam were talking about maybe leaving the
2: industry. <laughs> it was a pretty brief conversation. He convinced me quickly. <laughs> I... um I, I like this because um, we haven't used the word connection that we are talking about influencing to, but the connections made when you volunteer and show up at these meetings is suddenly you're in the same room and the same meeting with people. We've seen them written up in one of the magazines, you know, that that is at the head of this business. Um, I would be there and, and go, Oh, that's the people I want to sell trucks to. <laughs> you know all these different things too, and I'm like, okay, but showing up there that didn't mean. In fact, as a board member of MPGA, you take a um, you takes an oath of sorts to say this is not about business. This is about the industry itself. But you recognize that you're with other people who are influencers, and connecting with those influencers helps your. Your personal path, your um, your path within the industry, and it's it's all really it's all really connected, and um, and then to start to build a network is uh, becomes important, and I, I feel like I have so many people that I could call just to say, I don't know who who might be good at this. Do you? <laughs> and they go yes, and there's they've um, so that that happens quite often, but. I think that my my path has changed along the way, and um, certainly COVID changed some things because we had to learn about how to do things in this in this format. And um, but even prior to that, as I was going from job to job to job, I've been in three different um, positions here at, in the propane industry, and. Each one of those was quite different. I think what happened along the way, I learned the the power of uh, being prepared and working hard. And I I take that both in my work and in my volunteer efforts. Um, So I would, you know, I'd be studying. They they send out lots of information. For example, the, the committee... The committee agenda and all of that is all right there before you go. Well, read that. That's really important. You need to see that what's going to happen before you before you go to the meeting. I've learned more. I think in some have more self awareness than I did 17 years ago, and let's hope and that um, I'm a better listener. And that relates to something that I've always done, which is ask questions. And, um, I think now when I ask questions, I'm much better at listening to those answers. I learn so much more than I used to. I think I'm more, uh, open to hearing different ideas and particularly I'm open to, um, change. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's, that's something that, that, uh, leadership is, is about. Is, is being willing to recognize change and then watch and then being able to guide the change. So in being open to change, um, you'd just be surprised at the different things that can happen. Things like a podcast, <laughs> things yeah. like a, a webinar series, things that are, um, that when individuals like... Jessica Johnson comes forward and says, "I think a podcast would be a great idea for women in propane. She's right and and um, and hopefully, you know, all the leaders of women in propane said yes, you know, uh, they were clapping, <laughs> applauding that this would happen. And that's how how change happens is um, one idea that, is relevant. It fits with the mission, and having leaders who are saying yes to it, and then getting the right team on board.
0: That's great. And speaking about change, we're going to do a quick change in our podcast and uh, listen to our sponsorship real quick. Irish Propane, they are actually sponsoring the through the leadership lens this series of podcasts. So we'll switch over to them real quick.
2: Through the Leadership Lens is sponsored by Irish Propane Corporation, serving Western and Central New York. For all your residential and commercial propane needs, choose Irish Propane. Irish Propane is a locally operated, New York State certified, woman-owned business. For more information, visit irishpropane.com. Irish Propane delivers peace of mind.
0: Okay, we're back. Um, so, um, great stories. I, I love listening to everyone talk to us about their leadership and their, and, and what they, um, you know, how they became that leader. And it's fun to hear that it's something that isn't given to an an, an individual. It's almost like you have to dig deep inside you and say, I can be a leader at this. Mm-hmm. And I really like to hear everyone's story because the stories tell the truth. The stories tell the mission. Um, everyone's story is just so inspirational and one of the things that you were talking about the board of directors meeting um, by going there last year you were right i got to meet people and not just in the software industry or the or the the, the um, vendor industry but the the npga level and you were like freddie this is so-and-so and freddie this is so-and-so and, and you're I, I it's like i don't even know what to say to them nancy what questions do i ask them you know I was really nervous about you know stepping outside of my comfort zone and just having a conversation with people in the industry that I normally haven't. And I've been in this company for 18 years, so that was very new for me to talk to somebody other than a customer. Um, so it was change. It was change for me to sit down, ask a question, and just listen. And uh, it was it was very inspirational. And you were a huge influence on me to get me out of side of my comfort zone in this. Bird Island, Minnesota office. So um, I think it's time we have some fun now. Bridget, do you have yeah. any other questions for Nancy or should we switch to the rapid fire questions? I don't.
1: I'm ready for the rapid fire questions. Awesome.
0: Woo. Good. <laughs> we so made it. We, we always start with Bridget because it's her favorite question. We've said this on other podcasts. So this is this is Bridget's. The Go ahead.
1: First question is: what do you keep in the trunk of your car? <laughs>
2: Well, okay. I drive a hybrid, so there's not <laughs> much room in the trunk of my car. <laughs> I only keep um, shopping bags, you it's know, that problem. you take into the grocery store. Shop. Okay, but here's However, my question:
1: Do you remember that they're
2: there? <laughs> well, That's here's my the, problem. <laughs> here, here's the part about this that doesn't that doesn't even ring true. I don't go to the grocery store. My husband does all the grocery shopping, <laughs> so I should just give them to him. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> we I too. have them there just in case, I guess. Yes. In case I you a- go in a pinch. I never, I never use them.
0: Yeah. So, so fun we- question. What does your husband keep in the trunk of his car?
2: <laughs> He's got a toolbox. I know that. And a bunch of shopping bags. <laughs> and shopping bags. We joke. In, I live in New
1: Jersey, so we're a little bit delayed in the no plastic bags at the grocery store thing. We, I have so many reusable grocery bags in the trunk of my car that just stay in the trunk of my car every time. And then I have to bring the whole grocery cart out and reload it. And I have not retained that habit <laughs> yet.
0: Working See, when out. your kids get older, when I walk into the store with my wife, we'll forget them and then we just send the kids back out to go get them. So that works out really well.
1: The benefit, benefit. of older kids, yeah.
0: Yes. So speaking about kids, this is this is something that's really close to home for me, especially today. Um, My son just turned 16, and one of the great questions we get to ask um, the the guests on Through the Leadership Lens, presented by Women Propane, is if you could go back and talk to your 16-year-old self and have a conversation or some words of advice, what would you tell your 16-year-old self, Nancy?
2: Oh. Um, I think... I think I would somehow impress upon my 16-year-old self the significance of being true to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was a people pleaser, and uh, I did a lot of that, mm-hmm. and uh, and which you know eventually meant that I was doing what everybody else wanted me to do. And 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 am I being who everybody else wants me to be, and and that sort of thing as well. So, to learn how you who you are and what is true to yourself, so then you can say yes when you mean yes, yep. <laughs> and no, and when you mean no, and um, uh, that is, I think that's a, a powerful. For me, that would have been a really powerful message to learn earlier in my life.
1: I think it would be. Great for a lot of people to have I, heard that.
0: I haven't and, wrote that down.
1: At That's, any point in our lives. It's yes. Be
0: true to yourself.
1: What about Nancy? Tell us about your perfect, what would be your perfect vacation?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <The> perfect <laughs> vacation. I would be in the countryside of France or Italy, maybe even Japan. Um, And I'd be able to take a uh, easy train ride to some city that had amazing restaurants and museums. And um, uh, let's see, I would hike, I would drink wine, I would eat great food. I um, I would try to soak up as much of the culture as possible. And those are three countries I've spent a lot of time in, but they're my favorites. I would I would go back. Yeah. If somebody that's... said, you want to go to Italy tomorrow? I, yes. Pack <laughs> your bags.
1: This question is like a little bit of torture. I love to travel. Yeah. And I love to plan fantasy vacations. That vacation sounds fantastic. I'll add it to my list.
0: <laughs> and Come that's along. the second time someone wants to go to Italy mm-hmm. to eat and drink. So it sounds like I should put this on my bucket list as well. Right. We
1: should have a podcast from a villa in Italy. I think it's necessary. Oh,
2: great. I'll I'll volunteer. (laughs) The (laughs) the great thing is all of those countries, they really know how to cook. They really know how to prepare food and they do it really well. So I love that. I love food.
0: So Nancy, if you were not in the propane industry, what Ah. would be your dream career, your dream job?
2: I would be making art. Hmm. What kind of art? Hmm. Yes. Um, I I love to draw and I work in graphite. So I have pencils, lots of pencils. And um, I just have a real affinity for what I can do with that pencil. And um, it's... um, I don't, I haven't given it too much time recently, but I would like to do that. And I'm starting to put it back in my life a little bit, but. Oh, that's wonderful. So is
0: there any Nancy Coop artwork floating out there that we can see?
2: Not outside my home or my family's (laughs) homes. (laughs)
0: Kind of like I'm a really good singer, but unless you hear me in the shower, you'll never hear me sing. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see some of your drawings, Nancy. I bet bet you do a pretty good job. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, thank you. I've, I've done some things that um, when, when I took some classes before, the, I have some classwork that's, that's sort of interesting because they okay. give you assignments. But what I'm doing on my own interests me more. Yeah, so, perfect. What about, Nancy, well, my last question is, what
1: is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Okay. Okay, two things come to mind.
2: Um, the first, this, because I've heard it all my life while my dad was alive, was that there were no dumb questions. The only dumb question is the one you don't ask. So I keep that in mind. And I've been in so many meetings where I'm the one saying, okay, you know, I, I just need to know it. And I ask those questions because I'm curious and, um, and I've learned so much from asking questions. The other one that came to mind right away is to say what you mean, mean what you say, and don't say it mean. Wow. Oh. I think kindness is very important. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, thank you for that, Nancy. So our viewers and listeners right now, how could they get more information about women in propane?
2: Ah, come to our website. I think that's, uh, we, Warm Thoughts Communications uh, created our website uh, last year. In fact, it launched just about a year ago right now. And it's uh, womeninpropane.org. Thank you. (laughs) It's like, wait, I just, I have it automatically on my right. I had to think about (laughs) how do I look that up? but um, that'll help you uh, find the knowledge exchange. If you wanna have a DISC program, which is a training program, that's amazing. If you wanna be mentored, if you wanna hear more, more podcasts or other things that the council is putting on, I think uh, they're doing an ama- amazing work.
0: Perfect. And the last thing I wanna congratulate you on is happy 10 years.
2: Thank you. Women of
0: Propane, happy 10-year ten ten year anniversary. That's exciting. Really exciting. Great milestone.
2: Yeah, we celebrated that earlier this year, and uh, that was a that was a highlight for the council and for those of us who were there from the beginning, and those of us who have just started. I think um, everybody really enjoyed eating some cake together and, and uh, hearing great presenters and having a good program. It was terrific.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nancy, for joining Bridget and I on this uh, Through the Leadership Lens podcast presented by Women Pro in Propane. And uh, any last things to sign off with?
2: I'm so proud to, to share this platform with the two of you. I really enjoyed it. And I um, look forward to hearing more of these and what other leaders have to say. I think it'll be enlightening for uh um, for me and for others in the industry. Looking forward to it. Thank you for doing this. Absolutely, thank you, Nancy. This has been
0: another episode of Through the Leadership Lens, presented by Women in Propane. Be sure to subscribe, download, and share with a friend. To learn more about Women in Propane, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or online at www.womeninpropane.org. I'm Freddie Riddler.
1: And I'm Bridget Kidd. Thanks for listening. Until next time.